Welcome back in to Main Street Sports today on this hump day edition as we continue to bring you the most comprehensive and timely coverage of sports from around the mid-state and beyond, as JP so eloquently put earlier. Excited to jump in here to talk a little racing and i'm sorry to talk what a little racing 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 yes not, not racing well there's yeah i guess i did it for turry if you have any uh, never mind yeah, uh, my bad i'll get to that anyway it's easy to talk about the things that go round and round quickly when you have heather williams on the line and heather as always, it's a pleasure. Thank you for taking some time with us this week. How are you? Doing well. Recovering from my trip up your way this weekend. A fruitful visit for our local teams and uh, get back into the grind of uh, covering things like racing. Racing is what she does, but it's not all she does. Um, when Heather gets off the line with us, she is heading over to the Mini Dome. Is, is that still in uh, They'll actually practice. They'll actually practice outside unless it's raining today. Oh, so, okay. At their, out, at their outside stadium, yeah. East Tennessee State getting spring football practice started. It's first under a new coach. Yeah, yeah George Quarles, Tennessee High School coaching legend, takes over the program this year. So it'll be interesting to see the difference. Well, I can already tell you there's huge differences between him and Randy Sanders um, in the way that they run their practices and the fact that practices are now wide open. So, um other than that, it'll be interesting to see what, what else has changed. He <laughs> clearly, Coach doesn't care if you want to come in and scout because we're going to beat you. We're going to beat way. you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you know. I mean, that, that probably comes from his background at Maribel. Hey, there you go. You, you can know all you want to. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. Well, I mean, I feel like last year's ETSU team was like that anyway. I mean, they made it all the way to the national quarterfinals. I don't, but you know, Randy, Randy's background being in high level, uh, division one athletics, you know, that close practices are, are staying there. So just a difference of where they came from for sure. There's no question. You got a chance to see some, speaking of high school sports, you got a chance to see a little bit and, uh, both Greenville and Dobbins Bennett take gold balls back to East Tennessee. Yeah. How exciting for Upper East Tennessee. It's been a while since the basketball has been as good as it is in this area. And then when you add the two girls teams that we had when state championships in Virginia, teams in this area are playing, in, playing in a high level. I was particularly impressed with Dobbins Bennett because I hadn't really seen them play much this year. Um, I think everybody expected Greenville to be there. You know, you have the best player in the state in his division. You're expected to be there. But the Dobbins Bennett, that team is about as well-balanced as a team to be. They've got – four or five guys that could in any one night go for 20 points, but none of them play like they have to. They just let the game come to them, and I think that was the secret to their success this year. I just want to know, Heather, did anybody use Hail Mary for their headline after Malachi Hale's prayer there in the middle of the paint in that semifinal win? I don't think so i only i didn't Sad see day. i only saw the bristol paper <laughs> so um i don't know the kingsport paper could have um but i was already in in murfreesboro when that happened so i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure but it's great you should you should uh 
called up some of your newspaper buddies in, in Tennessee and offered that to them as a price. Yeah, as soon as he hit the shot, that's exactly what Mo said. He goes, "It was a hail mary." I'm like, "Oh, it's so good." Uh, that's why he's a hall of famer. It, it is. That's exactly. <laughs> it. I mean, yeah, something like that. Let's talk a little racing. Let's talk a little racing because one Sunday was phenomenal. I mean, some of the best racing I have ever seen. Certainly out of Atlanta, but that track running like a super speedway was just something incredible to watch. And the finish did not disappoint, did it? No, none of it did. I mean, I've nicknamed that track now at Lamadega. Um, <laughs> that's, that's it. My trademark. So, um, but I think it'll be interesting to see. You know. I don't want NASCAR to overdo this, right? Talladega, Daytona is great. Atlanta was great. But we can't, we can't, you know, tr now try to change Kansas and Texas and Vegas into this, right? Um, what made the racing so great is that that's something we don't see every week. Um, and it was phenomenal. Atlanta is one of my favorite tracks, but Atlanta like that was a whole nother level. So, um, they're doing some pretty smart things on NASCAR right now. They've taken their lumps in the last, oh, I don't know, 20, 30 years and things that they've done. But this year, they've continued to hit home run over after home run. And even the races that aren't home runs have been like solid doubles. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just having a really good start to the year. And, you know, I think what exactly what you just said, it's important because Atlanta was kind of – boring anyway in and of itself you know they did the reconfiguration to give it that that quad oval look and we're hoping that that would make make it unique enough but it, it just didn't and of course the track with the tire wear and that sort of thing made it even more difficult to to deal with so making it a making it run like a super speedway is going to make Atlanta a place that NASCAR feels good about continuing to come back. And I think that was the end goal and they, they achieved that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the problem with Atlanta was just what I talked about, what could be the problem if they tried to change other tracks, right? There were so many mile and a half. I mean, they were, they were all nicknamed cookie cutters, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, those races became boring because there were a million of them. So by mixing some of these tracks up, you know, if they do eventually make Auto Club into a short track and they, they've mixed some of these tracks up and given us more variety, that's what really makes the racing great. And so by making another super speedway, although a mini version of it, I think was absolutely the right thing to do. And Atlanta's so historic and so iconic in NASCAR that it was really sad to see what that track had become, attendance-wise, racing-wise. So I'm hopeful that this is a step in the right direction to save that track keep it on the schedule and keep it a big part of NASCAR. As we move to the circuit of the Americas, uh, obviously that is a, the first road course of the year and it's, it's, it, it's unique in and of itself. I, you know, it's one of, one of my favorite road courses, but you know, it's kind of become boring over the last few years because the same two or three people win every single road course. How does that change this week, or does it? Elliot. Oh. Did we lose? 
I think we have some some Bluetooth. Mm. game, right? I mean, it's happened a little bit in the. See if we Hello? can get. Can you hear me? Hey, hey, hey! Let's let's start over with that uh, with that answer here because uh, we we had some some Bluetooth connect, some connectivity issues. So again, does that change this week? Hello? Can it change? She cannot hear us. No. Um. Do we need to drop so her and Chase, bring her back? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just pause for a moment. Chase. Okay. So Chase Elliott and Joey Logano, not Joey Logano, Kyle Larson are almost going to win every single and chase Elliott specifically mm -hmm. dude wins every single race now what i was showing you mm -hmm. is that bubba wallace is actually going to run it in the xfinity series which is like you know the triple a right mm -hmm. so um and he's going to run it for joe gibbs, for joe racing, gibbs. which is where he started mm -hmm. so I, i'm curious if that's if that extra practice and that extra run in a in a so he's going to run car. the Xfinity race with Joe Gibbs, and then he's going to run the cup race. As he normally would, with, I, I, I presume. Yeah. Uh, they don't say anything different. Heather, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can okay. you guys hear me now? Yes, we, can. we can. We were just talking about Bubba, Bubba Wallace running uh, the, the number 18 Dr. Pepper car in the Xfinity race for Joe Gibbs on Saturday, and curious if that's going to help him in that – that Sunday uh, NASCAR cup race. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's an effort to get him better at road course races because that is one of the places that he's weak. And it kind of tied into the answer I was trying to give to the question when uh, we lost our connection earlier, which is um, other drivers have got to get better at road course races. I mean, we saw some of this in the, in the nineties and two thousands when Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart were winning everything because the other drivers weren't good enough. The reason why Chase Elliott dominates the road course is that he's the best at it. So, and I think you're seeing because I think other drivers try to do this because I think Alex Bowman's going to run the truck race. Um, I think there might be one or two other uh, Cup Series drivers that are either running the truck race or the Xfinity race to try to get better, to try to catch up with Chase because right now he's the king of the road. <laughs> nice. Ha ha. I see what you did there. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Well done. Heather, Heather, let me ask you something. And again, as a as a racing novice, how tough is it driving back to back days like that? It's I mean, tough. how how much I mean, of a toll does that take on, on the driver? It's tough, and especially the road course, which is, you know, a lot of shifting and and turning and, and using muscles and things that you don't use in a normal race. But even a even a, a short track like Bristol or whatever, because the G-forces is a lot on the body. I mean, depending on the temperature, drivers can lose, you know, 5 to 10 pounds in water weight during a race. So it's extremely tough on the body. Um, but, I mean, most of the drivers anymore train like athletes in any other sport. I mean, they do workouts and weights lift weights and you know if you look at a guy like jimmy johnson that guy's a triathlete so most of them can handle it but yeah it does take quite a toll on your body to, especially if it's hot which in texas it probably will be um to, to endure that you don't see a lot of junior johnsons on the circuit anymore huh <laughs> no the last one of those kind of guys is ryan newman and he you know he hung him up this year so yeah there's not really 
those kind of guys in the sport anymore. What a crazy finish it was in Atlanta. Hopefully there will be some suspense. drama or suspense on Sunday at the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix at the Circuit of Americas. It will be on Fox at 2.30 Central Time. Make sure to check it out. And Heather, as always, it is a pleasure. We enjoy your time, and thank you for taking it with us. Absolutely. Love coming on with you guys. Be sure and tell Coach Quarles I said, hey. Hmm. Will do. All righty. All right. When we come back, we have NFL free agency is the wild, wild, it, it just, wild, wild it, and wacky Wednesday <laughs> NFL. It just started today? To basically, yes. So you could. So what's been going on for the last? <laughs> just unrestri- an appetizer. Unrestricted. <laughs> Restricted free agency and is now it's all unrestricted now. So oh, oh it's oh so so now it's getting it's real. It's wide open. Yep. All right. So let's talk about it. Let's do on the other side of the break. Stick around. <laughs> 